This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and the days of old Lang Syne? For my job to ensure the best product for everybody. I did what I did to ensure the future of WWE. Daniel Bryan is not the man we want. He is not the face of the WWE. The authority, they don't want Daniel Bryan. Cold, hard fact of life. Some guys get to the top, some guys don't. Daniel, not everyone can be WWE championship material. You're like what, five foot eight, two hundred pounds? You are a B, B plus, plus player. That's a good little spot for you, Daniel. I protected Daniel Bryan for all of you. He is just not good enough to succeed. No! You don't listen to these people. You don't listen for their obvious desire to see somebody like me succeed. We are not going to take it anymore. I've never seen anything like this in my life. What a bastard already. What have we got? 90 seconds on the clock and you're already insulting me. That's got to be some kind of record, I think, hasn't it? <laughs> you need to shut up anyway. I haven't actually introduced you yet. <laughs> you know, we're, we're a few minutes in. I haven't actually introduced you yet. You've spoken more now. Than you. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Mags. Uh, thanks. Same to you. Oh, <laughs> you cheery. I wish it could be New Year every day. <laughs> you in a good mood today, mate? You happy? You, you chirpy? Yeah, uh, a bit tired. Been a, a bit of a busy 
uh, weekend. Uh, but yeah, I'm in a happy mood. Uh, new year, fresh outlook on life. Um, same old podcast partners. Can't win them all. Mate, honestly, I'm not <laughs> 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 what a bastard already what have we got 90 seconds on the clock and you're already insulting me that's got to be some kind of record I think hasn't it <laughs> it's got to be yeah it's got to be heading that way it's got to be anyway for the first time in this new year for the first time in 2022 ah Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sight, a Radio Tagus production. I am Sight, and with me, as always, is the angry animal to my always affable, because I'm lovely like that, always friendly, always nice. The Viper, that's what I'm going with links to the people who are in the match to see, Mags. It's quite clever, isn't mm-hmm. it? Animal Viper and so on. Yeah, getting there, see, see? The Viper, to my feeling hyper, because I am. I'm in a really good mood. I'm absolutely buzzing. I'm flying. I'm bouncing off the walls, mate. I've got a can of Monster to drink now as well, so I'm going to get even worse as the show goes on. So, well, I, I'm on, I am on a cup of Yorkshire tea breakfast edition. What, does it taste like eggs and sausages and stuff? No, it's just breakfast Yorkshire tea. It's nasty. Is it a different type of tea to what you'd have at lunchtime? Uh, yeah. Have you never heard of English breakfast tea? Well, yeah, but I just assumed there's, you know... It, like... it, don't, it don't come in a McMuffin with like, <laughs> uh, a slice of cheese and a, and a sausage patty. It's just, I don't know. I don't know why it's called that. It just It's just nice and relaxing and delicious. So basically you were trying to defend it for no reason other than to be argumentative with me then? Yeah, well, I mean, if you can't start an episode of chain wrestling without arguing, then what has the world come to? Tw- yeah. Stop stop 2022, I want to get off. Mm. You need to shut up anyway, I haven't actually introduced you yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're a few minutes in, I haven't actually introduced you yet, and you've spoken more now. Than <laughs> a podcaster who will always take both the other guys' finish at the same time when required. And slowing um, down. I, oh, mate, I was referencing the RKO Batista bomb in the triple threat at WrestleMania 30 that we're going to cover later. Both guys finish combination there was brilliant. I don't know what both guys finish combination you're referring to. That's this is this is bad. So you just gone nine o'clock, Magsy. My kids watch this. The Podfather himself, Lord Mags. How are we doing, sir? I, I am doing bloody lovely. To be fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy today. Um, don't know why. There's nothing particularly different about today. Uh, Seeing me, yeah. mate. It's it's probably that. Yeah, it's got to be, hasn't it? It's got to be. Mm-hmm. That, that'd be why you spent all day chirping and looking forward to seeing, seeing me. Yeah? It, it's definitely not to do with um, with uh, Wrestle Kingdom 16 tomorrow. That definitely won't no, be it. No. I'm definitely not excited for that. It's it's all about the sir. Yeah, of course it is, mate. Of course it is. Better drop it than Okada, mate, me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I need pictures to prove that then i will get you pictures mate the stills a picture <laughs> i can do no problem at all just don't ask for a video um <laughs> do you do anything new year as a magsy do you get up too much no just uh um chilled with the with the wife um uh we had the grandkids over as well so yeah we just uh, had a bit of family time but yeah it was a nice and quiet quite uh breaking in of 2022 for us yeah okay fair enough yourself i did i did nothing really mate um i've got 
I don't know if I've mentioned it before, or maybe other people have met, my wife's mentioned it or whatever, but I've got like issues with mid allergies and sinuses and so on. Okay. I've had ever since I was a kid. And if I hit, if certain things start me off having like a sneezing fit, I'm basically knackered. I need to write off the next few hours. Uh, and I had a crazy mad sneezing fit about nine o'clock at night. So it just destroyed my plans for, uh, I had no real plans anyway. I was just going to sit and have oh, a wow. couple of beers and, and that'd be it. But I, I basically struggled like hell after that. So, and, and, uh, and plus you're still on the back end of COVID. So. Well, yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. So I sort of waited up till I don't know ten past quarter past twelve, saw in the New Year, so happy happy New Year to the missus, and then just went to bed. So you you animal, what a rock and roll lifestyle, mate! Oh yeah, yeah eh? I mean, years gone by, you would have been up till the next day partying, yeah. and now you're tucked up in bed with your Horlicks, yeah, watching a bit of YouTube before you go to bed, before you go to sleep. Yeah, mate, honestly, I'd have gone to bed earlier than that. So, <laughs> I, I was just, I was just waiting up to see midnight. Brilliant. You know? <laughs> I would I was, have gone to bed I was earlier. worried all that sneezing. I was done, mate. I was done. But you're right, it's, it's, it's just a sign of getting old, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, New Year's Eve in the past. I, I asked the wife about this. I was like, you know, you, you go back X amount of years. I think it was about five o'clock, half past five, something like that, before I had the crazy sneezing fit. I said, you think about it? You go back X amount of years. We'd have been getting ready to go up town now. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. sitting down and thinking, oh, can I be bothered to go to the shop? What's on telly? Oh, what well, can I go to bed soon? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just a sign of getting old, mate, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the 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 time I realised that I was old compared to the generation that, that goes out now is we used to get ready, start getting ready about six o'clock, seven o'clock to hit the pubs for like half seven, eight o'clock and then be out till God knows what time in, in, in the morning. We, uh, me and the wife went out uh, quite a while ago and we, we went into, into town about nine, 10 o'clock and it was dead. There was mm. nobody about. Yeah. People don't start going drinking till like <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. And by the time <laughs> we get to one o'clock in the morning, me and the wife are after getting a, a kebab and some chicken pakoras and going home. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we realised time had passed us by. Yeah, I don't get all that either, mate, you know. I've said it before, haven't I, when we had this sort of conversation. When I worked at the off-licence I was at for a few years, it, it was just down the road from a university. Mm-hmm. And the students would come in 7, 8 o'clock at night, because we shut at 9, so they'd come in 7, 8 o'clock at night. And they'd be buying you know, all their cans and bottles of spirits and whatnot. And that was pre-drinks, apparently. And then they'd be partying in their in their halls, I guess is the right term, apartment, whatever. Yeah. And like you said, they, they wouldn't be leaving. You know, I've, I've overheard them booking a Welsh, taxi. Then. You were that mad, you went Welsh. Did I go Welsh? Did I really? You went, they wouldn't be leaving. <laughs> I need to be careful because my Welsh accent slips into Asian accents quite quickly. <laughs> and, then, and then people start accusing me of being racist. So I need to just be really careful what I'm doing there. Mm, I didn't even wow. realise I went Welsh, so... But yeah, wow. it's uh, I, you know, I overheard I, I've overheard them ringing taxi firms when they're in the shop to say, "Can you come get us at quarter to one and stuff like this?" And I'm like, "I'm going home at that point." Yeah, is that for your taxi or? Yeah, <laughs> crazy mate. Kids these days. Kids these days. I'm a big fan of day drinking. I used to like going mm-hmm. out in the afternoon, mate. That was good and fun. Saturday and Sunday afternoons, get on the lash all day. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. Ah, uh, so then, so for our non-wrestling topic, which we will get to very soon, we are discussing uh New Year's resolutions, and that is resolutions that we may have had, our listeners, viewers may have had, 
Um, any potential ideas for celebrities or wrestlers? We've got one or two of those floating about, I think, mm-hmm. when I check through my list. Um, but before we get to that, Magsy, we've got a couple of people who have got to be put forward as the first pimple dicks of the year, haven't they? We, so we've got one apiece. So one apiece. Let's talk about it. Pimple dick alert! Oh, a teeny weeny. So, if you don't mind, I'll go first. Because, yes, of course. Uh, yours is somebody who uh, who pops up quite regularly as a pimple dick of the week. So let's uh, let's start with somebody who's never uh, been on the pimple dick um, um, banner before. So um, this past weekend there was a, a GCW event. GCW uh, is the the hot thing on the indies now. Everybody absolutely loves it, and they did a show called Dar for this. Uh, and in that show, they had um, a, a battle royal uh, to determine who would be the number one contender for the uh, for the GCW uh, World Championship. And um, one thing that GCW does is uh, they do a lot of intergender matches. Um, um, FA and Ali Catcher are a huge tag team in in, uh, in GCW, um, and there were some women involved in in this uh, in this um, um, this rumble. Uh, a couple of them. Billy Starks and Ali Catcher, notably. Now, Billy Starks is 17 years old. Okay. Um, and um, there's a, a gif going round on um, on Twitter of uh, of her, Billy Starks and Ali Catch, uh, standing face-to-face, looking ready to square off uh, when uh, kind of like the, um, if you remember the, the Keith Lee um uh, meme where uh, David Priest was in the corner doing his uh, his uh, arrow uh, stick, and Keith Lee pops up at the side of the ring wearing a a, a Father uh, Christmas hat uh, meme mug. Right. So kind of like that, uh, a wrestler called AJ Cray pops into view, sees the two women um, um, squaring off against each other, and sets off to essentially beat the living piss out of them. Now, um, comedian comedian wrestler and um, <laughs> okay. and uh all round um podcaster i want to say he's heavily involved in the the conrad thompson um um group of podcasts uh, a guy called ron Funches. not somebody who i particularly know a lot about but i know he's uh, been a uh, he's been on tv before um and some people find him funny uh not not particularly my cup of tea uh but he um he quote tweeted this uh, this image, uh, and he quote tweeted it saying, "The first two minutes of any uh, now for any young listeners, um, ignore this bit." Uh, but he said, <laughs> "The first two minutes of any blacked dot com video." Now, for right, those yeah. who don't know, that's a uh, um, an adult website who uh, specialise in uh, interracial. Activity relationships, relationships. Oh, you can be as rude as you like with me. Very short relationships that last maybe five to ten to fifteen to twenty minutes, depending on which tab you click on. <laughs> or stop depending, if you, depending if you paid or you're watching the preview on on other websites. Okay, if you say so, Max. <laughs> <I'll tell you. laughs> but the issue is that uh, Billy Starks, as I've said, is 17 years old. Mm. Um, now this is a mistake that could have easily been made had you not known who the, these wrestlers were. But the thing is, 
Ron Foot just did know who Billy uh, Starks was. He actually um, commented on her debut match a year before, so he knew full well that this this girl was still underage, still seventeen. So he got absolutely called out on on um, on social media from the likes of Sean Ross Sapp, um, um, uh, Cassidy, um, uh, Cassidy Haynes over at Body Slam, pretty much. Uh, Everyone who's anybody in the wrestling business uh, called him out for, for for this, but he started to kind of dig his heels in. Uh, I don't know whether that's the comedian in him mm. or whether that's uh, just he's got delusions of grandeur. But he kept replying to everybody saying that he wasn't bothered about about the uh, the backlash of his comments, and even the wrestler uh, involved in the in the uh, the gif, this uh, AJ Gray. Who is legitimately a badass? You would not, you would not cross this guy. He said, "I'm the guy in that in that video. I find this offensive. You need to take this down." Uh, Ron again uh, refused, and that's when it started getting a little bit heated. Uh, and uh, AJ um, uh, essentially said, "Look, you take it down, or I'll make you take it down." Uh, so Ron then uh, doubled down even further by saying uh, he'll have a conversation with AJ Gray, where there is a, a no social media, face-to-face. So AJ Gray said, yep, I'm in your area on the 25th of January. Let's meet up and let's deal with this. Um, as of now, even with all the backlash, the post is still up. Uh, he's not okay. back down at all. He's he's continued to say he's unbothered about it. And it's just a in this day and age, in the year of our Lord, 2022, Making jokes about children in in that kind of um, adult entertainment is horrific, absolutely horrific. I mean, it's horrific in any era, but as of now, with what's gone in the wrestling business over the last two years, it's horrific. And for him to not only accept that he's wrong, but to keep digging himself deeper uh, to the point where he's being called out by everybody who's anybody in the business, yeah, he's a massive, massive pimple dick and he he fully deserves to be the first pimple dick of 2022 yeah i agree i agree it's it's that thing isn't it where like you said if somebody's made a mistake ultimately the guy the guy's a comedian um or or that's how he you know identifies himself as outwardly to other people you know Mm -hmm. whether he's a comedian or not i suppose is up to dependent on who's actually listening to him and if they find him funny or not i guess but He's saying he's a comedian. I can I can understand potentially seeing an image online and trying to chuck a funny comment underneath or trying to be a bit edgy because you know it's comedy. That's what these these people do. It's their living. It's the way it's, it's how they make their money. Mm-hmm. But to try and do that with somebody of that age again, like you said, Magsy, if it is a mistake, throw your hands up. Yeah, sorry, didn't realize. Yeah. You know, and it's still not great. And people are still chastise you. That's how Twitter works. That's how the internet works. That's how cancel culture, I suppose, works. You'll still get hounded to a degree. But you've got to own your error. Mm-hmm. In this scenario, the biggest situation for me, the biggest concern for me, I think, is the fact that he knew how old this girl was. And and, and she is a girl. It's not, it's not a case of how old this lady was or how old this woman was. She's a girl. I've got a daughter that age. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's... That's the, that's the issue for me. That's And when everyone around them is saying, yeah, wind your neck in, mate, take it down, you know, this is no good. 
to then try and defend your corner. To me, you go from then trying to be edgy, making a mistake, to just being an absolute dick. Because it's almost then you're you're basically now entering the, the realm of doing this on purpose to get a reaction now. Yeah, it, it, it's it's more now a proud thing that mm-hmm. he he doesn't want to uh, look like he needs to back down or he doesn't want to look like he's the one in the wrong. So he's digging his heels in more and more, making the situation worse for himself. Yeah, totally. Totally, just, just a piece of shit. And it, again, like I said, it can be so easily dealt with as being a, a, a bad decision, a mistake. He misjudged. We all, we all do. You know? We yeah. all say say things that we instantly regret. I what do we all don't, the time. <laughs> yeah, what we don't do is realize that, but then stick with it, thinking that yeah, I'm, I'm in now. I may as well. Uh, I may mm. as well be in for the long haul because that's not how it works. You, he has sullied his his um, his name. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, and as far as it seems a lot of these professionals are concerned, I mean, the fact is he's, he's, he's on for an ass-whooping from AJ Gray, which is not something I would ever wish upon anybody. Um, I hope so, somebody films that. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe it. it's an angle. Uh, and if it is, it's horrific. It's a, in horrific taste. Uh, yeah, but would you... I was going to say, would you... Would a wrestling company do an angle like this? Bloody hell, Katie Vick. Um <laughs> Uh, wrestling companies would do angles like this. Of course they would, because it's just, you know, it, it it's wrestling for crying out loud. But still, I mean, come on, give your head a wobble, lad. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not on, is it? It's, you know. No, it's yeah. not. It's definitely, definitely not. I think mean, that's a great shout for the for the first pimple dick of the year, Maxi. Thoroughly deserved. The guy's a piece of shit. And the fact that but, it's, the post is still up now. Come on. Yeah. But, unfortunately, he's not the only pimple dick of the week you've also got one to share so hit that music again pimple dick alert oh a teeny weeny I love that music it's great (laughs) (laughs) and this individual has a teeny weeny for certain without any doubt you tell me bud you oh yeah, tell look, check me, out my bud. one big arm, bud. And people know where we're going, I think, if you listen to the previous show. Ah, uh, it's our old buddy. It's the gift that just continues to keep on giving. It's Mr. Bradley Shepherd himself. Brad Shepherd Unleashed. Ah, oh, dear me, dear me. But this this is a bit different, and I want to just make sure that people who, who have heard my rants against this individual in the past don't instantly assume i'm going to be completely negative and, and be completely um ranty and shouty and cross about this because there's a bit of good news that goes along with this as well so and that's kind of why i wanted to bring this up this week the guys acted like a complete dick again but there's a bit of good news at the end which i wanted to just you know have us as a something to give us a bit of a smile i guess um mm-hmm. we're going to start <laughs> we're, we're, there's basically a few tweets I'm going to run through that are a couple are linked, a couple are not. We're not going to hang on them too long. Uh, I'm just going to literally list them. And I think most normal people, mo- well, most sensible people, mostly, I'll tell you what, pretty much everyone who's not named Brad fucking Shepherd will know why these are wrong. Okay. <laughs> First of all, and this is the thing that drew my attention to this disgusting pus pile that is brad shepherd this week uh we have a tweet here dated the 28th of december mr shepherd says 
It is absolutely, and he puts this this part in capitals to just show how unleashed he is. I'm so cross. Edgy. Oh, edgy. I'm unleashed. Fucking knob. It is absolutely unacceptable that at Sunny Kiss XO, so he's tagging the individual in the tweet as well, a man in capitals with a penis in capitals is using AEW's women's locker room. This is twisted. Now, I'm not going to go into the detail, the ins and the outs, and what's right, what's wrong, whatever. That's up to these people that are, you know, they want a place to change, they get whatever. You know, local wrestling shows by me, they don't actually have separate change rooms for, for men and women. they got to take it in turns. Whatever facilities you have, I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Sunny Kiss doesn't doesn't necessarily identify as a man. Sunny Kiss doesn't necessarily identify as a woman, as far as I know at the moment. Sunny Kiss just is Sunny Kiss and is happy, and that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sunny Kiss is changing with the women in the women's change room. All right, no problem. Have we heard any complaints from any AEW women? Exactly. Have, have we heard anyone in AEW management saying, okay, we need to change this. Not that there would be any reason for us to hear any of these complaints because it would be dealt with behind closed doors. The fact that Sunny Kiss is still changing in the women's changing room shows to me that there is no issue there. You see these people on social media, and obviously social media is not real life, but sometimes you do get a little glimpse behind the scenes, I guess. Sunny Kiss is hugely popular with the ladies of the AEW locker room. And there's always with them having pictures done and, and socializing and so on. So I think if there was an issue, especially in this day and age of social media, Instagram, Twitter, and so on, somebody would be very, very quick to voice that concern. That's not happened. No. Okay. So as the, far as I'm the, concerned, the only person with an issue with it as a per, is the person who has historically had very, bigoted uh and very um hyper sexualized views on 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 homosexuals and on women so it's interesting that he is the person that breaks this news and and causes this massive drama when no one else really gave a shit at all yeah well it was a story from ringside news that he's quote tweeting so it's not even his story is it as far as like he doesn't write for ringside news does he as far as i know i'm not sure I don't really pay that much attention to what he does. I mean, he doesn't really rap for anybody now. No, he got kicked off the wall. We'll get to that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So he's quote tweeted somebody else's article here to say it's absolutely unacceptable. It's none of your business, mate. It's none of your business. If there's an issue, I'm sure the company will deal with it. Mm-hmm. Why make this uh, and why feel the need to say a man with a penis for crying out loud? Wind your neck in, mate. Uh, like he's tried to hide the fact that he's got a penis. Hmm. Like Sonny Kiss has, has gone out of his way to hide the fact he's got a penis. He hasn't. It's, it's, he's, just a, he's just a gay dude enjoying his life in the wrestling business. It's nothing to do with you, Brad Shepard. No. You fucking asshole. But it's just trying to rock the boat, cause, uh, again, it's getting eyes on him, isn't it? It's like causing drama for drama's sake. The issue is, though, when you're causing drama for drama's sake, you start to hurt people's feelings, and that's not right. Mm -hmm. We move on. Somebody then responded, um, 
I'm not going to give this person any particular credit or, or anything like that. We're, we're reading out who they are, but somebody responded to this tweet saying, in all honesty, it makes more sense than Nyla sharing their locker room. Disgusting, completely unnecessary, not needed at all. But Brad Shepard thought, oh, okay, I've got, I've got a compadre here. I've got a buddy. I'll respond to that. Uh, and they responded, and this time he took, Brad Shepard again, took the effort to tag Nyla Rose in this tweet, whereas the original person did not, saying, at Nyla Rose should also be in the men's locker room until Kai and Ty choppy choppy his, his, his pee-pee. Brad Shepard does not have the right to decide whether Nyla Rose is referred to as he, her, or anything. That's not Brad Shepard's right. That's not Brad Shepard's choice. It's nothing to do with you. You're an asshole. Absolute piece of crap. We move on. We have another tweet here, and I'm, I'm throwing this one in just because of his defiant nature, because he's so edgy and strong-willed and so on. We have this, this tweet here uh, stating, I will not be silenced by anybody. I will continue speaking the truth. Nobody owns me. No, well, I'm, to be honest, nobody, yeah, you're right, nobody does own you. And it, it, nobody would come forward and say they did anyway, and that probably includes any partners you've had, your parents. They probably all just hung you a long time ago because you're a fucking asshole. Uh, nobody owns me. Everybody should be ready for what's coming next. Okay, fair enough. We'll see what comes next. We then get another one. If you are advocating for the United States to lock down again and pro wrestling to return to shows without crowds due to this Omicron cold, and I directly quote here, you can suck my oversized white wiener. Oh, my God. So He had, he had to add, add the oversized, though. Mm, wow, well, yes. But, I mean, that, again, if we go into a lockdown here, a lockdown in the States, a lockdown anywhere in the world, so be it. It's for the safety of people. It's so people don't fucking die, you ignorant mm-hmm. piece of crap. Jesus. Uh, and here we are again. I'm tired of these nobodies that I've never heard of in the wrestling business using my fucking name on Twitter at Opportune Times to, and again, I quote, get themselves over with the internet wrestling community. Okay. It's, it's Twitter, Brad. No one's getting themselves over. No one's working. You're not a wrestler. You're a fucking nobody with shithead opinions who is literally a cancer in our community. Okay? Mm-hmm. As shown by all of these tweets just gone. And this is the highlight now. This is the smiley bit. This is the bit that gives me a warm, fuzzy feeling in my belly that makes me think sometimes, just sometimes, there are people out there who do the right thing. Announcement from... Brad Shepard no longer says unleashed on his Twitter handle as, as I'm reading this, by the way, which is awesome because when you read this tweet, you realize he's not actually unleashed anymore. Um, (laughs) 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 Announcement HMG, which for those who are unaware stands for Heyman media group, which was the company that carried Brad Shepard's podcast. HMG co-owner Bin Harmon has just informed my producer that Brad Shepard Unleashed will no longer air on the Harmon Media Group. The so-called free speech platform known as Harmon Media Group has cancelled me in hopes of silencing my opinions that they don't agree with. Well done, Harmon Media Group. Well done, Bin Harmon, who is the co-owner. Well done, whoever the other co-owners may be. Well done, everybody associated with this group for not giving this disgusting, vile, homophobic, sexist and racist 
transphobic. Just just list it off, all of it. Just list off anything you can think of. This 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 horrific person, this hate-filled person, this person who makes it their their daily job. Well, I'm not job because you know he's not getting paid for it. it. It makes it his daily aim, his daily mission to inflict misery upon other people just in the hope that he will get a reaction to his old-fashioned, dated, horrific opinions. <laughs> well done, the Heyman Media Group. Now, Brad Shepard has gone on to, I believe, do something on YouTube, um, and he's looking for other platforms to promote his stuff. I, I, I think he's he started uh, branching out on his own. Um, mm. He's got to, because okay. he's been canned so many times. <laughs> he wrote for a website that canned him. Yep. He wrote for another website, I believe, that canned him. And now he's got someone here that's canning his his podcast. God bless you, all of you. Keep it up. Let if this guy if this guy changes his ways, fantastic. If this guy decides I'm gonna report on wrestling and I'm gonna put forward opinions on wrestling, whether he, you know, I like this, I like that, whatever, or report on music, television, whatever he wants to report on, and keep it to that. Good luck to you, Mr. Brad Shepherd. Good luck to you. However, if this individual doesn't change his ways and continues to be, and, and there is no other way of wording this now, continues to be an advocate effectively of hate speech, continues to be an advocate effectively of spiting, uh, just spiting bile towards people in an effort to make other people unhappy, then I hope everywhere continues to cancel him. I hope everyone continues to report him on all social media and we can cut this disgusting cancer out of our community because he is a vile, vile human being. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And um, I can give a, a bit of an update as well. Um, okay. And this will make you uh, very, very pleased. So after um, being binned off by uh, the, the Hammond Media Group, he uh, he attempted to open his own pro wrestling tea store. Um, oh, did initi- he? Yeah, initially it was approved. Um and then he got uh, an email back from Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, uh, let me just see if I can find it. But essentially, um, they said, hello, um, your store has been improved in error. And due to the hateful things you have said about people that we here at Pro Wrestling Tees consider as friends, you will not now, nor will you ever be able to sell shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees. Fantastic. Okay. So he obviously doing a Brad Shepherd starts slating promising cheese, saying these phonies are desperate to silence me. Um, I've already found a replacement, you set of dickheads. Um, that replacement was uh, a company, a, a relatively new company that's come out in the uh, wrestling um merchandise uh, scene. Um, what a maneuver. Um, they then replied to Brad, uh I'm open Twitter saying, Hey Brad, um, I've got your email about opening a store with us a few nights ago. Sorry for not getting back uh, to you sooner. It's a no. So his backup oh. then told him to get fucked. Uh, as of now, he's, uh, his pinned tweet is, um, the, uh, the Brad Shepard unleashed merch store will launch very soon. Details will be revealed during his next show. Uh, and there's some of the most generic um, um, attempts at, at T-shirts that, that, that you can uh, see. Very offensive, uh, especially one of them, um, which kind of takes the uh, uh, the, the pink um, 
folded um, ribbon for, and he just turned on its side to make it into a D and then wrote the word dick. Yeah, he's a, he's an absolute class clown, a full on idiot. Um, and yeah, the, the quicker we get rid of douchebags like this, the mm. better. The, the only issue is that he says the things that a lot of people are scared to say because they share, a lot of people share his views and opinions. Yeah. It, it, we can't, we can't get away from that. What we need to do is instead of, of hiding is outing these people, but this guy is the kind of the mouthpiece for this, this, uh, dark seedy, uh, part of, uh, wrestling, uh, social media. Uh, and unfortunately he's, he's got an audience. What we need to do is whittle away at that audience and, and, and call him out on his bullshit at every single turn uh, until yep. he doesn't have that audience anymore. Exactly. And anyone who, I don't need to say this to the people who listen to our show, because you know, unless there's somebody listening somewhere that I'm unaware of, or we've not interacted with before, but the people who listen to the podcast, the people who watch us live and just the CWF in general, there is no room at all with regards to chain wrestling for any kind of, transphobia homophobia racism sexism anything like that at all just that any you know we are open for everyone but we've even got an episode in the archive apart from brad shepherd apart from brad shepherd an episode in the archive stating chain wrestling is for everybody and, and that's the, that's the case that's what it is mm-hmm. and i just want to say to everyone who is part of our little community that you, you see these other podcasters and you see these other shows and some have massive numbers and so on and they do these controversial things that get eyes on them to me that's not about that i love my monday nights talking to everybody here regardless of whether we have a handful of people or or, or more uh, whether the podcast some weeks it does really well some weeks it does not it, that's more of an interest standpoint for me as as to seeing what the numbers are as opposed to a be all and end all situation for me mm-hmm. i do this because yeah. i enjoy it yeah i do this because I like the fact that people then contact me and Mags and say, you've made our Monday night. That, that makes my week hearing that, <laughs> you know, we've had people say, I've had depression listening to your podcast help. I've had COVID. I've been stuck at home listening to your podcast help. And that to me is, is the, the most important thing. It's just so fantastic to hear that, you know, whether we've got one listener, 10 listeners, a hundred listeners, whatever, I don't care. Now with regards to Brad Shepard and all his, I suppose we'll, you know, we'll, we'll coin the phrase considering her surname, um, Brad Shepherd sheep. and all his sheep. Um, anyone associated with that piece of crap, don't want you here. If you buy his merch, don't want you here. We will out you as well. Again, mm-hmm. to whether we have one listener, 10 listeners or hundreds of listeners, we will out you to whoever is listening as being a vile piece of shit that needs to be cut out of, of our community, needs to be cut away from everyone else who has opened their mind to how progressive real life is now and how accepting people have to be now to everybody in the world you know um i picked up it sounds so silly but i picked up a shopping bag earlier maxi right one of these bag for life jobs right i was just nipping down the shop you know get the usual pet food but and so on a couple of cans whatever grab this bag nipping down the shop and my, my wife's got bloody hundreds of them Loads of them, they just litter up the house. There's tons of these bag for life things, and they really are literally for life. It seems like I can't ha- get rid of them. You have a thing. bag for laugh full of other bags for laugh. Yeah, I picked this up and I was walking to the shop and I opened it up to see what, what I picked up, and it just simply said, Love is love on the side. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's, that's 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 so true. Love is love. Yeah, it gives a shit if it's a man, a woman, whatever. Who cares? Let people be happy. If you're that miserable in your own pathetic little life, 
but you can't let other people be happy, then at least just keep your gob shut. Do you know what mm. I mean? That's all it comes down to. Brad Shepard, and, 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 and fight, this is the final note now because we've got to move on. Brad Shepard, fuck off. Just fuck off. Simple as that. I, I don't disagree. Absolutely don't disagree. Uh, and and to kind of rubber stamp what you, what you said, there is enough bullshit going on in this world, whether it's from uh, the higher-ups and uh, the government, whether it's from um, the, the world trying to end itself with uh, pandemic after pandemic, there is enough shit going on for you to, to, to get concerned about how other people make themselves happy. I don't understand, and I will never understand that rhetoric. If if they are not harming anybody else and they are living their best life, good on them. Good mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Whether they are, whether they are gay, straight, bar, trans, whatever, pan. I, I don't know all the, all the acronyms, but if you are, if this is what makes you, you, and this is how you are comfortable and how you feel happy, I am a hundred percent behind you. And the majority of the world is a hundred percent behind you. It's just this vocal minority that feel they are the police of the world and they get to dictate how, uh, how society lives. Ignore them dickheads. You keep being you. Yeah. Just be happy. Love is love. As the bag said, <laughs> as the bag said, I'm quoting carrier bags. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Magsy, before we get on to our non-wrestling topic this week, should we have a little look who's joined us and who's saying what in our, in our little chat group there? Yes, we shall. The, uh, the, the ever present regulars are in, uh, Sharon, uh, it's Monday morning. I guess you know what that means. Uh, our Monday good morning. friend, Monday night, even feels like a morning, <laughs> morning, who knows? Um, our good friend, uh, from north of the border of Kent, uh, Scottish Danny, uh, saying, uh, evening hashtag CWF. Um, and also hinting that we'll be having a CWF after dark. Hey, what you get up to on your only Dan's page. That's on you, Dan. <laughs> um, Conor Keg in the chat. Hello, sir. How are you? Hi, uh, Conor. Also, Radio Tech's stalwart uh, Chris BFC in the in the chat as well. Evening, lads. Happy New Year to you both. Happy New Year to you, Chris. I hope you've had yes. a, a good one, sir. Um, then we're getting a lot of comments, uh, all agreeing that Brad Shepard and uh, Ron Funches are absolute massive sweater pimple dicks. Um, <laughs> Well, uh, Graham from Good Cop, Bad Cop. Uh, evening, gents from Snowy, Virginia. Um, hello, Snow. Hello, hope, hope you're doing well. Um, uh, Connor McCabe uh, saying, I'm going to say this now. I may be new to the LGBTQ community and openly gay, and I find the things that Brad said offensive and he should be banned from all platforms. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Sharon saying, We are inclusive, we don't need to know how you identify because we welcome you with open arms and open minds unless you rock up with a stupid um, like Samoan tattoo saying, um, you tell me, bud, then you're not welcome. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. And, and Sharon there, proud of her, uh, my proud love is look back. Uh, and also wanted to know the link to Dan, uh, Scottish Danny uh, and his uh, on the dance page. Well, I think he shares it. There's quite a few Dans in our, in our little community. So it's a, it's a group only Dan's page, I think. Mm. 
group images, mate. Group images. <laughs> on the, very quickly on uh, seeing Connor pop up in the chat. There, I just want to quickly address Connor for a moment. Uh, Connor, I know that you've been <sighs> producing um, content and looking at um, football and, and mm-hmm. a few other bits and bobs as well. Um, keep it up, mate. I know you were a bit disheartened the other week, saying you weren't sure if you were going to continue. Sometimes it doesn't seem like you're, you're speaking to anybody. Keep it up. I jumped on one the other day, had a little watch. I enjoyed it. Just keep it up. The more you practice, the more you do, the better you become. It's like anything in life, really. Okay? So don't get disheartened. Just keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't hesitate for a second to read. Not not saying that me and Magsy know the be-all and end-all of anything. Of course not. I know nothing. You know, I'm just a jackass who turns out, pretends to be confident and rambles for an hour and a half. You know, <laughs> that's well, all it comes down to. To be honest, I've, I've, I've been, I've worked with uh, Connor for a, a little while uh, at Shooting Sports-ish. Um, and I've, I've already spoke, spoke to him a, a few times about his content and things like that. Um, and I've, uh, I saw the same, the same tweets. I saw that he closed one of his streams a little bit early uh, because he had a technical issue. So I jumped in and, and gave him a, a little bit of advice. You can always, my DMs are always open, Connor. You can always uh, uh, hit me up if you want some advice or uh, give you some uh, constructive criticism or anything like that. You want uh, just a helping hand. Um, yeah, definitely um, give either me or Sa a message. Sa will obviously then relay that to me for the technical stuff because yeah, I've got a clue. No. Uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, as Sa said, don't give up. Even if you are speaking into the void, that just look at it as practice. Because mm-hmm. that one time you will have uh, a big audience and you will start to enjoy it. Chain Wrestling started with two idiots talking about uh, about wrestling. We decided to go live one time and it, it started off really small. I mean, it's not massive now, but we have we've, uh, been able to foster a cool little community that yeah. we can definitely call our own. You are certainly a part of that and that will come for you. It just... the the. The, the YouTube thing is such a massive uh, a massive beer moth of, of content creators that sometimes you just have to keep plugging at it before you find your audience. But they, you will get there. You will absolutely get there. Just have fun with it. That's all you can do, mate. Just go have fun. Just go enjoy yourself. I mean, I don't have fun because I'm stuck with mags. But I power through for the sake of everybody else, okay? I mean, I, I could certainly make room for a Conor McCabe uh, just at the side of me here. If I, just, <laughs> if I did this and had a Conor McCabe there, it'd be lovely. But I've got oh, this dear. instead. <laughs> this? Whoa. <laughs> oh, when you said as well, um, a beer moth, that, that, made me th- <laughs> that made me think of just a beer <laughs> That made me think of like a drunk butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> I bloody hate these butterflies coming around here with their fancy colours. <laughs> Drinking their poncy cocktails in my bar. <laughs> when I just want half a mild. <laughs> yeah, get out of my seat. Um <laughs> Uh, our non-wrestling topic this week was basically quite loosely based, I suppose, on, on, on New Year's resolutions. We wanted to know if anyone had any, past or present, uh, if anyone had any friends or family that have done some that have failed or been a success, uh, or if anyone's cele- celebrities or wrestlers or anything like that should potentially take some out uh, uh, if we were to offer them some advice, so, uh, so to speak. Uh, we will start with our good friend Scottish Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter, good friend of the show. He says, 
he would like wrestlers to not brag about how much money they're making, as if that makes them better wrestler human beings. No names. Hashtag Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's that's a suggestion for certain celebrities and certain wrestlers there to not brag. Because it was in bad taste, wasn't it, when that was going around? So Yeah. Uh, Andy from Bang Bang Podcast at Bang Bang Podcast on a little bit of a hiatus now, which is a shame, but he's tonight tweeted that it will be coming back at some stage. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Yeah, I bloody love a bit of Bang Bang. Before we even get to his his, uh, his resolution story, you getting to host the last or the last of the current run of uh, Bang Bang. That was absolutely awesome. I love that. Uh, okay. Cheers, mate. I mean, me and Andy have been speaking for about three months. Um, we'd planned it out, how it was going to work, what exactly I was going to say as the host, and you know, um, messages went back and forth, emails, faxes, carrier pigeons, um, lots of really strenuous, articulate planning went into that, mate. Yeah, no, you, didn't. you just decided on the on the the day, didn't you? We literally decided that's what we we're going to do about sixty <laughs> seconds before we press record. I'm not even I'm not even joking. We recorded my one where I was the guest, and then he, Andy was like, "Well, do you just want to just want to host the beginning of it." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, signed." And he pressed record, and we went. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. I loved it. Yeah. It was it was awesome. I literally said, "I don't know. I'll start talking. Let's just see what comes out, shall we?" <laughs> the height of professionalism, Mags, as you are fully aware. Um, <laughs> I am morbidly aware of it. Yes, uh, Andy from Bang Bang. I'm not quite sure how this uh, how this works into being a New Year's resolution. To be fair, I just think he wanted to tell somebody. Yeah, he which is fun. He needed to need to get this off his chest. His anger and his contempt for his uh, for his own child. <laughs> yeah, which is funny. We're here for those reasons, mate. We're here for people to share anything. We're just just message us anytime you want. Andy says. Last night, my five-year-old daughter sprayed silly string directly into my eye from five centimetres away. <laughs> I spent five minutes wandering around like Jake Roberts with arrogance in his eyes. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. And then the picture as well. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not Andy because Andy's never had a curly uh, uh, length of hair like that. He um, might have. Been, no, he's been bald since he was 11. Uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin 21 a good friend of the show he says here three years ago on New Year's Day I got in at 8am after being a total drunken glutton resolved to clean my act up and ended up losing three and a half stone fair play good going after the panda- pandemic, I couldn't speak then, Max. After the pandemic, <laughs> at least you didn't go Welsh. Well, yes, very true, very true, or Asian even. After the pandemic left me with an excuse to be lazy, drunk, to be a lazy, drunken bum. I need to do the same in 2022 and clean up and drop the weight. Here goes. Ah, good luck to you, Dan. You know, and fair I'm play, gonna, mate. And I haven't even liked that, but I'm going to give it a cheeky little like there. Yeah, fair play, mate. Fair play. Yeah, That's fair good play. stuff. Yeah. You know, I always struggle with that. I mean, the, the big thing for me is, is, is the beer. I, I love a beer, Magsy. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the biggest thing for me, I think, with regards to food-wise, I can be quite good with my... Don't get me wrong. I eat shit as well. Of course I do. But if I, if I applied myself, I, I'm quite comfy eating... I don't know how you'd word it. Eating healthier, eating cleaner or whatever. The big thing for me is just I, I miss having a point, you know? Yeah. This is it, and you're old as fuck as well. So, well, yeah, thanks for that. You're actually older than me. 
<laughs> not bad much. No, I, I get you. Uh, as a as a um, somebody who is on the heftier side of life, um, I've I've had those times when I've said, "This year I'm going to change, and this year I'm going to I'm going to um, drop the weight, and I'm going to um, be clean living." And you stick to it for a while, but then, like I said, the vice has come into play: the mm. the, the pants, the the partying, and. Yeah, it, it it soon goes out of the window. Yeah, I mean, my my issues with it were well twofold really. One, I, I I've always eaten crap, always drank a lot, but I used to play so much football that I just ran. Of course, like you said, I was younger as well. Down. Yeah, I just you know when I did my knee in and ended up having to have it operated on, I literally just blew up overnight like <laughs> like a balloon because I weren't running it off. And then I quit smoking. Oh. And and that kind of knackered me up as well. So. <laughs> that, I mean, I've got almost the exact same story. Um, uh, I've, as a, um, uh, a kid, I was massively, massively active. And then I got uh, knocked down by a car, which uh, essentially drove over my leg, crushed into millions of pieces oh. in traction for, for a long, long time. Uh, then I had an issue where I uh, snapped my kneecap, uh, basically turned the, the, the knee uh, 180 degrees the wrong way when I, uh, I was uh, on a plane on the swing, which was too low to the ground. Um, so my legs are shot, absolutely shot. And because I, w- I couldn't be, stay- be as active as I was in my teens and my, and my like, early early 20s, the, the weight absolutely just piled on. And mm. it gets to a stage where you just, you can't shift it because you can't, you're not as active as you, as you used to be. Uh, but that's my vice. It's uh, not a, an issue I would put on others. Uh, I, I am aware of, of my problem and I know how to deal with it. It's just getting to that point. But uh, yeah, this is, this is the life we live. Mm, yeah, fair enough. Fair, I mean, it's not a sob story. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, I shovel pizzas in my garden. Well, that's my decision to make. Is you know. <laughs> Uh, we have more here from Scottish Danny. He says, "My New Year's resolution is to take every piece of advice and ah, okay, every piece of advice and guidance I've gotten from you guys, Bang Bang Podcast, UTT Rob, Dan Griffin, Ori, uh, and Tanner, and put it into any show I'm invited on as the guest, and also with the great at real Chris Bellis." And I begin our journey with one man's meat pod. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's um, Scottish Danny starting his own podcast with Chris there, isn't it? Um, I don't know the exact details, the ins and outs of it there, but I will be finding out sometime this week and everyone else should be finding a bit more information out when a, a sneaky episode of SJP pops out towards the end of the week with Scottish Danny looking at some certain wrestling matches and then discussing his, his podcasting plans. So that should be quite interesting. And if anyone out there um, hasn't already track down at one man's meat pod on Twitter at one man's meat pod, it's spelled exactly as it's, as it's, you know, as you read it, basically, and Maxie's got it up in front of the screen there. Chuck it a follow. Keep an eye out for Danny's uh, first episode with Chris when that drops. Keep an eye out for any further information there. We will, of course, uh, with our personal accounts and chain wrestling and so on, be retweeting everything that Danny and Chris put out. Uh, keep an eye out for it. Support the support the guys. Danny's a big part of the CWF, and we're a family, so that's what we want. We want everyone to to support each other. Yeah, and in in even more 
uh, Scottish Danny related news. Obviously, people uh, who listen to this or watch this uh, may be aware that I'm part of another show, a changing attitude, and Sai has d- dipped out for some reason. Did you dip out on purpose then? No, I pressed the wrong thing. You're an idiot. I want a bit of a drink. Maggie, I want a bit of a drink, but look, I'll show you. This is broken, right? So I can't press the little blue light to mute it. So I want a bit of a drink. I've got to click the mute button that's on the screen. And I click the wrong one then and I vanished. (laughs) Brilliant. You left the studio, essentially. Oh, dear, dear, dear. (laughs) Well, Uh, yeah, as I was saying, a bit of Scottish Danny news. Um, For people who who, uh, watch this and and listen to this, you may be aware I'm uh, part of um, another podcast called The Changing Attitude, and Danny has been filling in for Tanner as he completes his his move across Texas. Um, And he's been a massive hit. Uh, not only with me and Ori, uh, we've really kind of uh, gone along with with Danny a lot, and he's really kind of fitted in with the group uh, like a glove. Uh, but also with the with the the listeners, uh, the 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 numbers show that he's 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 been a big part of the uh, the growth of the show. So we uh, we offered him um, a permanent role on on the on the Ooh. podcast to be part of kind of like the rotating team. Um, so that uh, if any of us are, uh, are aware, uh, there's always more than one voice that can that can uh, that can uh, chime in on the show, uh, and he's um, he's graciously accepted. So you'll be hearing a lot more of uh, of Danny uh, on a changing attitude over over the, the the coming weeks and years. So to see him not only thrive on a changing attitude, but also as a guest on on other people's shows and breaking out and having his his own show with uh with uh, Chris Bellis, yeah. That's going to be absolutely amazing. Can't wait to hear. I'm genuinely excited to hear what they come up with. Um, and I'd love to to be one of their first guests on that show if they get to the point where they're having guests, not being a podcast whore or anything like that. Um, but- no, you never are, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Wherever yeah, there is good. a microphone, he'll be there. <laughs> but but <laughs> essentially, good on good on you, Danny. Uh, good on you, Chris. Uh, getting out there, I'm getting your voice out there. I'm all for, I'm never about the competition. I'm all for everybody yeah. uh, getting out there and getting your, your uh, content out because we all deserve a voice. Uh, and if you, if this helps you find it, then amazing. Good on yeah, you. Fantastic. Also, it was really nice to see him say, you know, advice and guidance he gets from us and so on. You know, thank you for thinking that we offer that, but <laughs> we just bundle along. Our, and just... our check is in the post. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also says here about advice and guidance he's got from Tanner. Yeah, ignore that. Um, we... <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Tanner. I'm only joking, mate. I'm only saying this because I know he's not around to defend himself because he's moving across sex. I'm now. more concerned about him mentioning the advice he got from Andy and Steve at Bang Bang because that is some advice you would never, ever take on board. Take yeah, that with a bit. pinch of penicillin. <laughs> uh, Connor, who we were speaking about earlier on, hopefully still in the chat and heard the things that we, uh, the messages we were trying to pass on to him there, at Connor Knows Stuff on Twitter. Good friend of the show. He says, my goal for this year is to become my one and make my own voice as I venture into the world of content creating. Yeah, brilliant stuff, mate. Brilliant stuff. And, and as we said a few minutes ago, keep at it. Don't let the don't get hung up on the numbers because that will make you want to quit. Yeah. Get hung up on you having a good time doing it. That's all you need to focus on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we had a couple from, oh, Magsy, I've knackered it, I've wrecked it. Hang on a sec. There we go. I, I clicked on something wrong. 
I don't know what's going on today, mate. I, I said I was, I was a bit hyper and a bit excitable. I'm just, I'm, I'm touching like the wrong bits and, and like things are disappearing on my phone. And <laughs> I'm stuff, touching you know? that needs clipping. I'm touching T- the I'm wrong, touching bits. the wrong bits. Oh, story of my life. Um, <laughs> oh, you're going to be as rude as you like with me. At UTT Rob uh, said about New Year's resolutions. No point. It's just an arbitrary date. So yeah, thanks for playing, Rob. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, and the, the reply with the 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 friends gift, perfect, perfect. <laughs> it just it just doesn't believe in in New Year's resolutions, which mm. some people don't. I, I um, get it. Millwall Chris at Millwall Chris one. He says New Year's resolutions are total bollocks. So again, <laughs> thanks for playing. <laughs> but he did continue with he makes the same New Year's resolution every year to not make a resolution. So technically, he fails every year. But my argument was, well, in a weird kind of paradox, kind of twisty way, you succeed and fail at the same time, don't you? And and, and in replying with that, you confused yourself and also Chris. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a bit confusing. But it's paradoxy, isn't it? And I like all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Steve-O, at Total Steve-O on Twitter. Good friend of the and, show. And this might be my favourite one. It really yeah. might be my favourite one, yeah. Okay. Never have done New Year's resolutions. However, this time of year, it's usually a time for reflecting on where I am in life, what direction I want to go in. But working in retail, this time of year ain't particularly special. Just work, work, work. Uh, without getting too sentimental, or whatever the correct terminology is, he says, the past six months being part of this small niche wrestling community is something I've really treasured. That's yeah. lovely. And it's that part, that part that I think is yeah. uh, the, 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 the biggest takeaway from this, uh, this week's uh, novelty topic for me, um, that sometimes we don't appreciate the fact that we've got this, this cool little community. I mean, I know we certainly appreciate our tiny corner of the community with the CWF. Uh, and yeah, we absolutely adore every, every single one of you, but being part of uh, a very niche uh, entertainment um, field and being a even part of a, a even more niche social media field, uh, field con- yeah. uh, like attached to that entertainment. Yeah. I've made some really good friends in this uh, in this um, uh, wrestling community, uh, and just like Steve, all this is something that I, I don't treasure enough. Uh, and without again, without wanting to get too sentimental, uh, I, f- I feel that I should I should uh, treasure these people a lot more than I do. Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I second everything you said, mate. We got such a lovely group that joins us, interacts with us, and so on. You know, it is. The fact that we've got, you know, we named it was effectively named the CWF by themselves, by you, and so on. Mm-hmm. It, it it is a family. It is the chain wrestling family, and I love it. It's great. At UTT Rob gang. again, eh? I still think it should be chain gang, but and I think you're are. wrong. There's certain racial connotations in there, mate. We don't go down that road, do we? Uh, <laughs> at UTT Rob, Tony Khan should make a New Year's resolution to get Ooh. Fulham to adhere to financial fair play. Brilliant. I mean, that's a t- that'll take a lot. I mean, he's got the funds for it, but he doesn't have the fan base. No, exactly. And finally, we have Chris, our Radio Tech's brother, I guess, at RT Chris underscore BFC underscore. Um, he says, I need to stop letting 11 dickheads wearing claret tops ruin my weekends. <laughs> 
I, I, I fully, fully understand his sentiment there because they ruined my weekend. The the sad thing is, I have to report on it on the weekly for for the volley, and it, mm-hmm. and it, it it hurts my very soul to do that. But yeah, I, I totally get his issue with that one. Yeah, I do. Uh, we've literally had one come in now, Magsy, as as we've been talking from uh, Good Cop Bad Cop at Good Bad Wrestle on Twitter. He says he's got a screenshot of Richard Osman, okay. uh, his Twitter account, and it says, this one always tickles me. And Richard Osman says, as always, my New Year's resolution is to annoy less grammar pedants. And he says that always tickles him. I don't know if I'm reading that uh, to reading that correctly or if there's grammar issues here. I, I don't quite get it. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the joke, the fact that right. that, that tweet would annoy uh, people who uh, are grammar Nazis. Uh, okay, I can see, yeah. I can see, like, the imposter being, yeah, I get it, okay. Ah, yeah, fair enough. Ah, he's just he's just commented then in the chat saying uh, he sent one over. Yep, got it, thank you very much for just talking about it and getting confused by it. So, <laughs> Maxie, what about yourself, mate? Yeah, um, I used to be someone who, who would uh, routinely have um, a resolution and then within days totally forget about it and 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 then do the same thing over and over again but i got to the point where i I knew i wasn't ever going to keep a resolution so there was no point making one what i do try to do uh is make the year coming up better than the year that i have that i've had before and just try and uh self uh reflect and and look at uh what's been good and what's been bad about the year and try and kind of uh change things to make the 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 next year that little bit better uh not just for me but for for the people around me um so yeah it's i suppose it's a resolution in the the grandest sense of the word but it's more uh just a reminder that we're always moving forward in life and that we always have to be improving. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's the, the way I tend to look at new year's resolutions. Oh, fair enough. Mate, fair enough. I've made a couple in the past that got broken within a few days, I guess a, a regular one back in the day was to try and quit smoking. Uh, mm-hmm. but never really stuck to New Year's Day. I could potentially go without a cigarette because I was hanging from the night before. <laughs> but that, <laughs> but come the second or the third, I'd normally try and, you know, I'd normally go and buy a pack. Uh, thankfully, I've, I've I've given up now for a few years, which is great. You know, I'm much it feels much better. Not waking up, coughing my guts up all the damn time. One year, I foolishly tried to say that I was not going to drink until the summer. That lasted until lunchtime on on New Year's Day. So that that, that, that went well. <laughs> is that the um, shortest one that you've ever held? I think so. I think so. I, I got out of bed about nine ish, ten ish, and I was in the pub by twelve. So, <laughs> well, did, didn't go well. We've got a couple of good ones in in the chat though. Uh, okay, Graham from Graham from Good Cop Bad Cop said because of Matt Willis's uh, step challenge, uh, he's dropped twenty five pounds since August. No specific weight targets this year, but he's trying to average around twelve thousand steps uh, a day for twenty twenty two, which he managed for the end of twenty twenty one. Yep, and um, between him and Matt, absolutely smashing those those numbers. Yeah, it's something to be immensely proud of, uh, mm. and I, I wish you the very best for the twenty twenty two. And I'm sure if anybody can do it, uh, maths whiz Graham can can pull that off. Um, and then we've got one from good old Mrs P. Uh, she says she doesn't do resolutions; she just has things she wants to achieve before the year's end. Last year was to release a book. 
which happened, and an absolutely amazing book it is too. And this year is to write and release more. Now, good. The the first part, she says she doesn't do resolutions. I get that. And then she tells us about her resolution. Her resolution is to release a book, and she achieved that resolution, but it wasn't a resolution. Hmm. Bit, a bit contradictory there. Um, Sharon. <laughs> so, uh, if, so, it get, if it gets her writing and gets more books out there, I'm all for it. Get on it, Sha. Get on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay then. So, shall we? Uh, shall we talk a bit of wrestling, Magsy? Uh, I think we've we've uh, we've uh, we've ambled on enough. Now let's get to the the meat, the one man's meat. Of the one, this no, that sounds a bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get Okie dokie then. The winner of this week's poll was my option, Max. I won a poll. I won a poll, Max. Yeah. And a comeback as well. Yeah. Um, I was behind. My, my pick of uh, of uh, Cactus Jack and, and Randy Orton was in the lead for quite a while, but you you and that yes movement stormed on through at the end <laughs> to pick up uh, an easy victory. Oh, and I'm really glad that I won because it's been a while, mate. You know, <laughs> it feels like it anyway. Uh, the option I put forward was effectively WrestleMania 30, the, the triple threat main event between Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan and Batista for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. It was two titles combined at the time, but you still had two separate belts. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed watching this back, Max. When was the last time you saw this besides watching it back for today's show? Yeah, I've, I've, I'm I'm sure I've covered it for another podcast um, before. Uh, it, it's one that I don't remember actively going out to look for it, but I know I've seen it multiple times because of just how iconic a match it is. Okay. There's big, big moments in this match that I completely forgot happened. Like, completely big, forgot. There's big moments all the way through this whole pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, you you forget just how iconic a pay-per-view WrestleMania 30 actually was. It's huge, absolutely yeah. huge pay-per-view. I mean, the intro, a note I got here is the, the intro is amazing with the um, the sort of carnival Mardi Gras, is that what it is, going down the, mm-hmm. the New Orleans streets and so on. And they've got old WrestleMania clips kind of built up, so like Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 12 going down the zip line is going down the, the street where they're having the carnival and Austin celebrating in the corner is sort of superimposed into the, the scenery as well. And it's just so clever. Bobby Heenan on the little, the little sort of um, radio controlled ring that they use to sort of go to and from the ring at WrestleMania three and six. I want to say, I may be wrong about that, but yeah, I think, I think it was, it was uh, his last WrestleMania, wasn't it? So yeah, he's on there. Andre, the giant, just absolutely brilliant stuff. And then you get, the host of WrestleMania, Hogan, Hulk Hogan comes out when it's still okay to relatively cheer for him. Guess the name of the place wrong. He was over. <laughs> Hogan was was over. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He was massively over in this. Yeah, and I can remember sitting up watching this show live and thinking, "Oh, it's just great seeing Hogan." I got a kick out of that, you know, the nostalgia side of things. And then the glass breaks and Austin storms out. And I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, watching this live at the time. And then The Rock comes out as well. And yeah, and The Rock has that that inane ability to to hit you with the comedy. I mean, he's well known for the comedy, but also then twist it to to hit you with some some actual truths. And, and when he's talking about um, 
the 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 people in the matches to come. He mentions John Cena. He said there's somebody coming out who who uh, chants hustle, loyalty, and respect. It gets a massive boot because everybody hates John Cena at that time. But he <laughs> he, he, he he kind of like um, plays it off by saying that person wouldn't be a wrestler if it wasn't for Hogan telling people to to eat the vitamins and say the prayers. Mm-hmm. And then he he goes on about um, Daniel Bryan and uh, how the the yes movement is a uh, is a huge thing, but that wouldn't have been a thing if it wasn't for the likes of Stone Cold being uh, that that wrestler that broke the mold and um, flipped off his boss, beat the living piss out of him. He, but Daniel Bryan wouldn't have that that impetus to do pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and he he says about how much he. He thinks that they are the two biggest stars uh, that wrestlers ever produced. And aside from Ric Flair, there's a, there's a case to be made for that because they carried the biggest company in the world through the most profitable periods of wrestling. It's, yeah. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, yeah, it was a very funny, nostalgic, heartwarming way to open the show. And I think Michael Cole said it best when he says that the, there's been no wrestling so far but people have already got their money's worth with yeah, just totally. that opening promo. And I can't disagree with with uh, one single thing about it. Yeah, it, it, it's just gold to see those three legends in the ring. <laughs> Very quickly, we have Dan Griffin joining us in the chat saying, Evening, folks. Sorry I'm late. He was watching The Spoiled Man at the cinema. Uh, no spoilers, please, Dan. I know my wife will be very, very cross if we get spoilers. Thank you very much. The the sort of fun and games doesn't stop there, does it? With Hogan, Austin, and and so on. Triple H is well. We got we got a video package to that that really. The, the music is perfect, isn't it for this this video yeah, package? I, I, and I, I want to say it's Monster. That's right. Is it Imagine Dragons? Imagine Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and fault WWE for their booking. Fault them for their their wrestling. All you want. You cannot fault them for their production quality. Oh, just so good. You're talking 13 years after the amazing production quality of, of Maui, and they're still hitting it nail on the head with this. It goes through all of uh, Daniel Bryan's career from, from being the indie darling to not make it in WWE in the first place, then all the stuff with The Miz, um, and then the, the building into the, the stuff with the authority. It was just a, such a well-told story in, in this video package. I, I enjoyed every second of it. Yeah, it's, it's just gold. And it's we say it all the time, don't we? When they get it right, they really get it right, don't they? Don't <laughs> they, they are spot on. And this is another example of them getting it spot on. And we get Triple H's entrance with some famous faces kind of flanking him when he comes through on, on the throne and so on. I believe it's Charlotte, Sasha and Alexa Bliss was the other one, wasn't she? Yep. Whilst they were still relatively unknowns, I suppose. You know, but but know now, are, now are massive, massive stars. Main events in WrestleMania themselves. Correct. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, we get Daniel Bryan coming out to an insane reaction. Don't we? The crowd just love this guy. And it's, yeah. and, it's and, awesome and before, to see. Yeah. It is awesome, but before we get into it, I want to kind of put my thoughts down about um, something that, that's always said about uh, this angle in particular, that uh, WWE never wanted Daniel Bryan to be the guy. They never mm. pushed. Watching this back um, it's and watching the video package, 
whoever still believes now that WWE didn't want Daniel Bryan to be uh, the champion uh, are being worked because this is your prototypical underdog being beat down at every single turn to finally get that redemption on the biggest stage. It works perfectly. It's got the crowd invested, which is the exact aim of WWE, to get those crowds invested, to get the people watching on TV invested. And they got all you worked up and riled up, and you watched this, and you had a great time seeing Daniel Bryan and the Yes Movement, but just know that WWE planned that, and you fell into their sticky little web, and they wanted you to react exactly how you reacted. See, I I agree with you to a point. Oh, see, here he goes. Here's the mark. Come on, Mark. No, no, no. Honestly, no. I agree. I agree with you to a point. I I think that WWE have done a great job of this. Again, we go back to the promo video. It shows how fantastic a story it is. And mm-hmm. even throughout this pay per view, even throughout WrestleMania, he's Daniel Bryan. Sorry, is still getting beaten down and having things done to him. In the in the matches after the matches, just more and more and more underdog overcoming the, the, the you know the impossible, I suppose, for want of a better term. So yeah, I totally get where you're coming from, Maxi. I think initially WWE no, had Batista yeah. coming back, and they wanted Batista to be maybe I say WWE. I mean I mean I mean Vince because Batista's a Vince guy, isn't he? He's big, yeah. he's huge, he's massive, and you can imagine he wanted him to return, win the Rumble, go to Mania, win the title, easy booking. They've done it that, before. That I agree with you. Yeah. I think the initial idea was for Randy Batista versus to, Batista. Yeah. Now, I think that when... And this is where WWE should be applauded. It's, it's, it's where WWE should be uh, looked at more favourably, I think. They took this, and the star they wanted to have effectively turned heel. <laughs> because he was getting booed simply for not being Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and, they, and they ran with that. And Daniel Bryan... They saw the support for him, and it's very and and it's this was trying to say at the, at the very beginning of, the, of our wrestling section here, the, the the support that you see Daniel Bryan get, and the reactions in the crowd and so on. What sets it aside for me, it, it, it is up there with the likes of Austin and Mick Foley and and so on, because it's organic. Mm-hmm. They're not cheering for someone who they're being told to cheer for, which obviously the likes of Cena and Reigns ended up being booed because they were just pushed down our throats. But there were other occasions in the past where people were pushed to a degree and we were told cheer for this person, especially back in the eighties. And we did cheer for that person because we knew no better. Yeah. You know, like this is what they were trying to do with Batista. And again, it was a case of, no, we don't want Batista. We want Daniel Bryan. And they flipped it on its head and they, they listened to the organic natural support and love Daniel Bryan had. And then, as you said, Magsy, ran with it. Mm-hmm. And the whole the whole theme of WWE don't want Daniel Bryan because he's, what is he, five foot eight, 190 pounds, or whatever it is, Stephanie said, you're a B-plus player. All these things they're saying in the build-up to this, this match, this event, are exactly what the the marks, I guess, is a term you use there, Mags, is exactly what these guys say, mm-hmm. you know. Even when you look back at someone like, like when Hogan disappeared for a while, uh, the steroid scandal, and, and you had the early nineties, and, and the change of the guard there to, a, to for a little period. Shawn Michaels, 
is it was always looked at as a small guy because he's going up against the likes of Hogan, well, following on from the likes of Hogan or a Luger or or, or whoever, a Sid Vicious potentially or, or whatever, a warrior. But but Hulk, uh, sorry, Shawn Michaels, he's six foot one, mm-hmm. and he's two hundred and twenty eight pounds in his prime. That's not a small man. No, you know, and so the way that they've they've taken this whole organic groundswell of support effectively turned the guy that we didn't want heel. They've basically seen what's going on with the crowd and reacted to it and took the ball and ran with it. So yeah, fair play to WWE. And like you said, Magsy, those fans who keep going, oh, well, we forced this. They wouldn't do anything they didn't bloody want to. They saw, they saw the, the massive fan love for, for Daniel Bryan, just like they saw the massive fan love for Stone Cold back in 1996, just like they saw the massive uh, fan love for Kofi Kingston a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. And they knew it was money, and they ran with it. And they got all your all your $9.99 for, for the, the, the WWE Network, all your money for the T-shirts, um, because they, they know how to... Um, how to change it up when they see some somebody who's who's um, who's getting popular? It hasn't always worked. Uh, we, we've seen in, in the past uh, wrestlers who have, have been massively popular uh, with the crowd, but it doesn't really translate over to them being popular with uh, with the company in general. But when they get it right, they get it right. And with Daniel mm. Bryan, they got it right. Yeah, and that person, when given that opportunity, I mean, Vince McMahon famously always says, doesn't he, I, I give opportunities. Mm-hmm. That that person, whether it is a Daniel Bryan, a Kofi, Kingston, or whoever, I, I suppose a really good example of it would be Chris Benoit, I, I suppose, because there was a great groundswell of support for Benoit when he won the Rumble in 2004, and that was WWE kind of going, okay, let's get behind this guy, let's give him his moment, let's see what happens. It didn't work because he had no charisma. He couldn't, he's in the ring, fantastic, you know, but he had, he didn't have the ability to kind of carry that role full time. Whereas an Austin obviously did the rock did Hogan did, and all these guys did, you know? So to me, it's a case of, it's good that these guys are given the opportunity and then it's down to that individual booking comes into it. Of course it does, but it's down to that individual, I believe to then sink or swim, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the opener, Magsy, that we're talking about here briefly before we get to the main event, Triple H and Daniel Bryan, is the lo- longest match on the card. And is there has- another time where a WrestleMania opener is the longest match on the card? N- not one that, that instantly comes to mind, but no. I feel that this needed to be uh, a brutal war because Daniel Bryan had... I'd been getting tormented by the uh, the authority for for months. I says they've been tormented by the by uh, the WF for years. Um, if you go all the way back to uh, the stuff with uh, with the Miz um, and with uh, Triple H being adamant and Stephanie being adamant that that Daniel Bryan was this B plus player that he wasn't the 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 be all and end all of wrestling and he certainly was not going to get his WrestleMania moment. This had to be a blood feud. This had mm. to be a battle. Uh, and it was, but it also had some bloody good 
actual wrestling in it. I mean, Daniel Bryan can wrestle the proverbial broom and get an absolutely stonking yeah. match out of it. Triple H, um, he he's uh, good at pretty much every style of wrestling, apart from probably the half-line stuff. Uh, so he always can put on a performance. And WrestleMania, he's that's his time to put somebody else over. Uh, his, his, his win-loss record uh, clearly proves that... Um, the, for the most part, the Booker T incident aside, he knows how the business works and he knows how to put somebody over. But he was pulling out stuff like Tiger suplexes. Triple yeah. H doing Tiger suplexes. It's just absolutely unreal. This this bout, uh, if you haven't gone back to watch it in a while, go back and watch it because this is absolutely brilliant. Uh, really kind of sets the stage for Daniel defeating all the uh, the objects put in his path. Um, Triple H trying his very best to make sure that Diane Bryan doesn't make it to that to that um, to that uh, match at the, at the end of the show. And when Bryan is able to to get the victory, Triple H is so pissed with him that he beats him down and essentially tries to break his arm with a chair against the post. That is just absolutely brutal got mad mad heat on triple h and and made daniel bryan ever more the 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 the, the baby face it's brilliant booking i love watching this match yeah. back and i think a lot can be said here as well for stephanie mcmahon not just necessarily in the match but it, you watch the promo package building up with moments that built up to this event stephanie on the microphone just just destroying daniel bryan pointing out all of his potential shortcomings when it comes to being a WWE superstar as opposed to a professional wrestler. Mm -hmm. the, the facial expressions as Triple H is attacking Daniel Bryan when he's handcuffed. And and, and Triple H as well is the same. His, his facial expressions when Stephanie sort of gives him a nod to say, go on then, he's handcuffed, go beat him up. The little smirk he gives and, and the opening of, of the opener match, the opening of the opener, sorry. <laughs> the expression on his face there is quite dismissive of Daniel Bryan. He finds it almost humorous that he's got to face him. And, and I think all of those little touches just add up to making what happens right at the other end of the show. The whole three and a half, four hours later, it all builds to that that point and that moment. And it makes mm -hmm. it it makes it so good. It does. It absolutely does. Um I think if we didn't have this match um uh, to kick off the show, it wouldn't have meant as much. I mean, it would have still been a huge moment for Daniel Bryan to to lift the the titles at the end, but I don't think it would have meant as much uh, in the storyline going through the show alone was a, an emotional roller coaster. Seeing mm. uh, Daniel Bryan get absolutely beat down, not even uh, not even sure that he's going to make it to that that match, all taped up on his on his uh, his ribs and his shoulder, not even able to do the 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 yes. Uh, chant arms properly has to do it one arm yeah yeah and then knowing he's then got a face two of the best wrestlers at the time in randy orton and 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 dave batista yeah the the odds were stacked and mm. this this opening match does a perfect job of really kind of um showing how much of a, an obstacle this was going to be for for daniel brown to get over yeah exactly but the match we actually linked to was the triple threat main event, wasn't it? So we should have a quick run through of uh, what goes on there, I guess. I mean, first of all, you, you have a band that plays Randy Orton to the ring. I hear voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Yes. But 
that aside, just the theme tune itself. Randy Orton and Batista have got two of like this must be the autumn greatest entrance themes going. They're absolutely brilliant records, aren't they? Yeah, and it's very rare that a live rendition of a, a wrestler's theme tune hits the mark. We've seen it with Mortehead. <coughs> We've seen it with uh, the DX band. And it, it falls flat. I mean, the worst one that I can remember is when Downstraight did Cordy's theme music uh, mm. live and absolutely shit the bed. This may very well be the best live rendition of a of a, an intro music. That Red Fury, I think the band's called, yeah, absolutely nailed it. And the the smarminess of, of Randy Orton going down to the ring, even he had to give a a, a look back and a, and like a a nod of approval to the band because they nailed it in this intro. I thought it was absolutely brilliant, and the song fits in perfectly. Absolutely mm. perfectly. And then you go on about Dave Batista's. Yeah. There's no better way to express how fitting Dave Batista's song is than the video of um, Xavier Woods backstage oh, yeah. singing and dancing along to it. That's That just shows how perfect some wrestling theme music is for that person uh, and voices and, and our walk alone are perfect for those two yeah just brilliant stuff and again it's all part of that that production <laughs> that, that WWE put together the the, the the lights the the screens the music everything it all it all it's all a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more all building up to getting the end product they actually want and <laughs> nobody does it better I don't think they're absolutely and- superb and I'm normally uh, a big detractor from champions coming out first, but in this in this instance, I think it was very warranted. I'll tell you what, I don't like it when champions come out first. I, I'm I'm in complete agreement with you, Maxie. But it must have been okay with me this time because I didn't even, it didn't even enter my mind. Well, there you go. So it worked perfectly. Then it did exactly what it needed mm. to do. Yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. Uh, we start early on the usual kind of triple threat method, I guess, of everyone yeah. takes turns. Yeah, the, the I think it's uh, Randy um, and and uh, th- I think Randy gets thrown out first, maybe or or Brian. But there's a part where Batista gets thrown out, uh, and it's it's not good. Batista really kind of uh, misses the mark, but it's funny. Uh, and it leads, like you said, to the, the parts where uh, it's, it's a one-on-one for a few minutes before the next one, uh, before the third man can come in and interrupt it. Um, it's how a triple threat usually starts. It makes yeah. all the sense in the world. And to be honest, it's how a lot of triple threats go. Maybe not just start. It's how a lot of triple threats are all the way through. You tend to have them as one-on-one matches with somebody waiting on the outside. And then they sort of interchange and then the finish comes where, you know, the three of them are in the ring and so on. This one, I think is slightly different in that we get all three guys in the ring, maybe not for long periods, but quite a few shorter periods, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and one thing we, we also get is a, um, quite a, an extensive period where two of the two of the guys team up on on the third guy mm. normally it was it was daniel bryan as as uh, as the one who was getting beat down but that kind of uh 
um, callback, I suppose, to evolution with uh, with the history that Rand, uh, Randy and Batista had. Uh, yeah, they put uh, an absolute beating on Daniel Bryan at, at points. But yeah, the, you do get a lot of kind of three way dancers, uh, and that's that's what you can get with uh, with wrestlers as good as the three that are, are working the match. Yeah, evolution, man. They were a great group, weren't they, for a short period? And and the, the theme they were a mystery. The, oh, <laughs> the theme music there as well. That is another brilliant entrance theme. And just imagine if it was Mark Jindrak in that Randy Orton spot, like what the, what was original originally planned. Oof. See, you know, I said to you a while back about this. Um, I can't remember the company's name. I was going to give them a plug on the show then, but is it Think Inc. Something like that? It's one of these. It's one of these sign picture signing companies, and okay. they have um, uh, they they do it live on Facebook. And you can message in and, and talk back and forth with the person signing stuff. And then you pay your money and you see them sign the picture in front of you. And you get the, the okay. certificate of authenticity. Like, like a well. virtual signing. Yes. Yes. That's the phrase I'm looking for. Yes. They recently had Barry Windham on there, which was great. Barry Windham answered my question, which was awesome. Uh, I got a big kick out of that. You know, uh, as, as the slight Barry Windham fan, I am. I, I, <laughs> I, I believe the term, I believe the term the, the, the kids used is, marked out i think <laughs> um but they had mark jindrak on there a while back and he is selling the image of all four of the guys in the suits walking down that dusty kind of it's not really a con- no it's like um it's, it's like i don't want to say country lane but it's like do you know I, what I mean? I've, I've seen the i've seen the photo that you that you mean yeah yeah, and he's there in a suit that doesn't really fit him, and uh, <laughs> he signs, and that's the one that he sold the most of on his on his um, is it internet signing was of him being in a group that he was never actually bloody in. <laughs> I, I bet he would have made more money if he just got a Randy Orton face sticker and just put it over the over the picture of him over Randy Orton. There. <laughs> or even better, the the meme of uh, the RKO out of nowhere. I know there's a lot of uh, uh, gifts go around of of like uh, people uh, fucking up in laugh and and uh, uh, someone superimposes a Randy Orton image to show that he's done the RKO and they've they've wrecked it. Like kids falling off um off uh, like climbing frames, people like bailing on a skateboard, and the someone like superimposes an image of Randy Orton as if he's Brilliant. the one who's. Uh, done it. If he could have got that image of him being uh, RKO'd by Randy Orton, I'd buy that. I'd buy yeah. that and happily <laughs> let him sign it. Have you seen the video clip that he did um, at his house? His kids are running and jumping in the pool he's got in the back garden. And I think he's got like a five-year-old or a six-year-old boy. And the boy runs across the patio, jumps in the pool. But Randy Orton jumps from the other side of the pool and RKO's him into the water. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I will admit on uh, on our Dalian sister Turkey, I have hit uh, my boys many times with a RKO out of nowhere, a Batista bomb uh, in the pool. Obviously, not not like outside not on fight. the concrete. Yeah, not not fighting in the pub car park. <laughs> yeah, rock bottom stunners. Yeah, I'm I am a massive child when it comes to pools, and I will perform wrestling moves on anyone or anything. I once climbed to the top of the uh, brick-built barbecue we had in an old house, um, quite drunk and messing around with my mate's garden. And uh, well, uh, Ari actually, this was in the, me and Ari were a bit a bit of a state, and I did a leg drop 
off the top of, uh, so I suppose, Bobby Eaton-esque um, off the top of the barbecue. Uh, I got quite a bit of height there, but of course I'm landing straight onto concrete and I effectively couldn't walk for about a day. <laughs> <laughs> so not at all Bobby Eaton-esque. No, no, Bobby Eaton made it look graceful. I, I, I suppose I looked good until I actually hit the floor. Uh, Sharon saying no, it was a wall. Yeah, okay, fair enough. It was it was brickwork of some sort. We had a brickwork barbecue. Am I making that up? I don't know. I think we did. But I jumped off it and did a leg drop and hurt myself. Ne- next, you were saying it was last week, and Sharon will correct you, saying it was a decade ago. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was a while ago. It was in our first house, so it must be 12, 13 years ago. So, yes, um, Randy Orton also uses an exploder suplex during this match. Something that I've not mm-hmm. seen him do before, or don't think I've seen him do since. No, but that looked yeah, he, that looked awesome. He brought out all the stops. Mm. Um, the crowd here, though, are quite quiet. I think. They're quite subject. It's a long show, isn't it? And they've had the whole streak being broken uh, and so on. And I, I think they're tired maybe, but they're very quiet around the early part of this match. Yeah. And, and that kind of goes to, to what I said about this being uh, um, an iconic show uh, that we kind of overlook the, the, some of the huge moments that have happened on mm. this show. Yeah. The, the, the fan base would have been, emotionally exhausted and you've also got to to remember that this match wasn't going to ever end in five ten minutes this was always going to be a long burn match so keeping those emotions in check and uh until we're getting closer to the to the finish probably makes uh, a bit more sense but yeah i did notice that the crowd were as uh as harped up as they'd been uh throughout the the earlier parts of the show yeah uh, we come then to basically parts of the match that i don't remember happening max uh, I, I guarantee one of them is scott armstrong as the referee uh, the the yes. uh, the referee you didn't remember that did you yeah no i didn't remember triple h and stephanie coming in at all i just thought daniel bryan won the title okay. i didn't I, I cannot remember the what well, i literally watched it about half an hour before you and me sat down to, to, to do this show and I, it's literally now this evening that I'm like, oh yeah, Triple H and Stephanie come down and get involved. Yeah, the, did not have the, a clue. The only reason I know that is because Triple H comes out with the the WWE Network jacket on, and yeah. then the towel tucked in, and I always liken him to uh, when JBL used to come out looking like yeah, that. yeah. Uh, JBL and, would look kind of weird though, wouldn't he? Because he'd have the jacket and the towel, but mm-hmm. then like he wouldn't be wearing jogging bottoms or trunks or or, or anything like that. Well, he'd just, sorry, he'd be in his wrestling trunks and that'd be it, wouldn't it? Yeah. So he'd have a hat on, a jacket, a, a, a towel, and then nothing on his bottom half. He looked like he just just wandered out the house with no trousers. like a, a Donald Duck. We yeah. call it Donald Duck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't remember Triple H and Stephanie arriving. Uh, I don't remember the crooked ref, as, as you mentioned there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously a few things go on around this time with the referee there's a ref bump the crooked ref comes out yeah he I ends mean, up getting kicked in the head I, and so I on. have an issue with the ref bump um matt Kiotta, um think he's an amazing referee but he is pulled out of that ring uh and he lands ever so gently on the mats right yeah and then he, he acts like he's been absolutely destroyed 
Uh, and he's out for ages, and he's only been oversold. pulled out of the... Yeah, he oversold it. I, I got why, because obviously uh, Scott Altog had been involved in uh, in the storyline up to now. He was meant to do the fast count, which didn't end up happening. Uh, then um, uh, we get the shenanigans, and he ends up getting booted in the head with a... a, a I think they call it a, a Pele kick, even though Pele wasn't really well-known for overhead kicks, but that's by the bar. Um and then we get the the sledgehammer. Oh, Triple yeah. H is not even in this match, and we still get a sledgehammer. But it's Triple H who gets the sledgehammer, isn't it? He gets it, it in is. the mush. You know, he gets it in the mush. So that's that's you know, I suppose payback there as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Stephanie, the crooked referee, and Triple H get hit with a a dive from Daniel Bryan from mm-hmm. inside the ring to out. And a when Daniel Bryan suicider. Yes, apparently so. When uh, <laughs> I wasn't even going to attempt to say it, mate. It's a dive to me, you know? <laughs> and when I see Daniel Bryan do these dives, the way his arms come out just before he makes contact with someone, I always think to myself, he's going to pop his shoulder out of joint mm-hmm. all the time, you know? But he hits them with this dive, and then Triple H takes the sledgehammer because obviously a, a dive can't wipe him out. He's, in, he's superhuman. He needs he's the he needs king to... of kings. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and the normal ref is back then, so some sort of normal normalcy is resumed. Orton and Batista then team up for a period and start clearing the tables on the outside, don't they? Mm-hmm. And this is the other thing, the final thing that I completely forgot happened. You're going to say the 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 RKO out of no Batista bomb. Yeah, exactly. That that combination that I sort of uh, hinted at with, with part of the intro this week with the two guys sort of combining their finish and so on. It just, mm-hmm. I don't, I couldn't, I'd never remember that happening. You know, it's, and it's, it's glorious. It's, it's amazing. Absolutely. It really, really is. Uh, Randy Orton bears the brunt of it because he lands right on the top of uh, one of the monitors more, yeah. in the middle of his span. And you can see he's, he's wincing in pain. And Batista kind of has to fill time by pausing on the, on the, the, the top of the, um, the, the, the other table. But yeah, it's a, it's a brutal, brutal spot. But even in the build up to that, um, it, I was getting goose, goose pimples from just a stare down between Randy and Batista, knowing their history uh, with uh, with the way they came into the business and, and the, the the way their careers have interweaved for so long and seeing them just looking at each other, not saying an, a word, but knowing exactly what each other was thinking to, to pull that off. Brilliant yeah. chemistry. Absolutely superb chemistry. Yeah. And then it, we've got a CM Punk chant. Don't forget. Yeah, that. I, was, I got a note like yeah, same got a CM Punk channel, which is which is always good. It always makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> Daniel Bryan then gets stretched out whilst the other two are fighting. He gets the whole neck brace stretcher treatment, but they don't get very far. They basically get around the ring and effectively touch the ramp before Daniel Bryan does the smallest version of hulking up I've ever seen in my life <laughs> and, and is revived and 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 getting up to yeah to go and get involved and so on but then you have the the closing sequence i guess where people are hitting you know they're hitting finishers and if they're not hitting finishers they're hitting big moves from their arsenal Mm -hmm. which are getting countered one way countered another and then there's a batista bomb which is broken up by the third party and and it's just this is how a triple threat match to me this is when i enjoy it when you have all three yeah. When you get to the end and all three guys are, are working that well together, Max, if that makes sense. 
yeah, that that last um, five minutes or so, uh, when you see uh, Orton going into his uh, his kind of a viper predator mode, and his the way he twists his arches his back to to drop to his uh, hands and knees, I love that when Orton pulls that off when he's when he's becoming so vicious. He does it to Daniel Bryan. Um, then we see um, Batista go for a, a spear. Uh, Orton leaps over Batista um, and um, Batista ends up hitting the spear on Daniel Bryan clean on his head and watching back through this match the amount of times Batista hits Daniel Bryan on, on on the top of the head or in the face I am not surprised he has head injuries because he Batista is brutal with Daniel mm. Bryan in this match. Uh, but yeah, we get all the 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 uh, the setups and the near falls. Uh, uh, like I said, the way Orton sets up for for the punt kicks and and the RKO's. Uh, yeah, the way Daniel Bryan transitions to get both guys into the the yes lock. I think he's got it on. Um, he has it on Batista first. Um, and then uh, Randy Orton pulls him off by his hair, and uh, as he's doing that, um, Daniel Bryan is able to twist that that um, into a, a yes lock for him for for Orton. Brilliant wrestling, absolutely superb. Uh, yeah, and then we 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 come to the end um, where I think it's Batista ends up being locked into the yes lock uh, after teasing that Orton was going to tap out to it. Eventually, it's actually big Dave that, that taps out uh, and Daniel Bryan is the, is the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion and that quiet crowd for the majority of this match are in unison mm-hmm. 71,000 people I think they said in the in the audience all arms going in the air, pointing doing the yes chant what it's amazing, a Wrestlemania it? moment it's so good and it's one of those that it's the same it's the same as the austin era has begun that you see from wrestlemania 14 the same as hogan facing off with with andre and hogan and face and the warrior facing each other in the ring and all these moments from wrestlemania's past that are literally they are literally that wrestlemania moments as the Mm -hmm. wwe sort of described them as this is another one that you add to the list of when people say to me oh you know wrestlemania is coming up it's these images that pop in my head now. This image of Daniel Bryan stood on the table with both title belts, the fireworks going off, the confetti coming down, that beautiful big gold belt that he's holding in one hand. It's just all that's added to the list for me now. That's that's added to the list of all the the other great moments that we're, we we remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and even if I become so disillusioned with wrestling that. Uh, that I swear off it for the rest of my life, there's two things that I will always come back for, and that's a Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. and that's and that's a WrestleMania. Yeah. Because, because they are just iconic. They've provided me and millions of other wrestling fans with so many great moments, so many emotional journeys. Yeah, and this is right up there with with some of the the biggest wrestlemania moments with with austin shaking his uh, hands with the devil with um the rock facing off with hulk hogan with Shawn mackles saying i'm sorry i love you this yeah. is up there with those moments yeah absolutely exactly. so then i suppose mr mags on that note we have to uh we have to mark it now, as always, we're looking at effectively bell to bell. We're not looking at 
all the other stuff around it, the opener or anything like that. We're looking at this particular match. Very difficult, I know, because the match means so much because of the storyline going into it. But what what do you give this out of 10? So if if we were to take the whole storyline and the whole ultimate underdog uh, into account, I would have no issue with this being a 10 because okay. it, it's so iconic. It's mm-hmm. This is when wrestling fans got everything that they wanted. And it's not often in wrestling that you get what you want. There's always kind of a leading to something else. Um, the, the, the story always has to keep rolling on. But this was a moment where we got, as a wrestling fan base, exactly what we wanted. Yeah. But I'm not judging it on the storyline. I'm judging it on this match. And taking this match uh, as a as a singularity, it's not a 10. I've, I've watched matches that I would go back and watch uh, um, happier than I would go going back and watch this. Yeah, That's not to say that this isn't a brilliant match. It absolutely is. But it's not a 10. But it's not far. I'm gonna go with a okay. nine. I think it's a nine out of ten. Oh, okay, that's 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 high. Oh yeah. Now I'm I'm not far off myself, mate. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. I'm I'm quite close to that nine myself. There's a couple of things that I have to take into consideration because of what I mean. This effectively is episode. I think it's fifty-five or fifty-six of chain wrestling in in general. So I have to kind of take into consideration what I've said in previous episodes. So, so not to contradict myself, I look like a fucking idiot, basically. <laughs> um, I, I, I dare say I do that every single week. <laughs> I've in the past, I have marked matches down for, I suppose, being overbooked. Um, potentially, I'm not a fan of ref bumps. I'm not a fan of outside interference and so on. It can sometimes, when it's done well, help a match. It can progress a story. But to me, the main event of WrestleMania for the championship, you're crowning Daniel Bryan. I don't think you need quite all of that that was surrounding it. Okay. I mean, the Triple H coming down with Stephanie, I can see why, because they were a big part of the story and so on. Them being down there and interfering, I can I can appreciate why they're there. I get that. The crooked referee, even I can kind of appreciate Daniel Bryan having to overcome that because it's a throwback to a previous part of the story. So I can kind of get on board with that. The stretcher job, I'm not a fan of. I, I've yeah, got no issue. I get that. I've got no issue at all with Daniel Bryan taking that double finisher, that, that huge bump through the table, and then just lying in a mess, being treated in in the broken bits of table or whatever, putting him on a stretcher having him wheeled I mean how, how big is a wrestling ring he's, he's up, at the most he's travelled 25 foot there around the outside of the ring to then miraculously come back that takes away for me a little bit I don't think that's necessary but I'm really nitpicking that because I'm really sort of you, you know it's, it's, it's hardly anything there I'm going to go an eight and a half purely because of the same reasons as you it's not a ten We've seen 10s on this show. We will see more 10s. This is not a 10. I have to mark it highly because it is so bloody good mm-hmm. that the stretcher job takes it away from me. So, yeah, an eight and a half. But I'm not far off where you are, mate. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, for me, the, the, the shenanigans added to the match, knowing, I mean, um, we're not meant to take the story into account, um, mm. but 
sometimes it's hard to kind of uh, separate the match from the story. And I think yeah, especially when you have the throwbacks of the referee and so on. I think you kind of have to, mm-hmm. and, and I agree with the shenanigans in general sound. <laughs> but it's almost like they just went that one step too far. The the over you know? pudding for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way of putting it, mate. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can see your mindset, but for me, uh the the lowest I could go is a nine, I think. Hmm. Okay, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. So we've had some good wrestling to watch this week. Lovely stuff. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna get good wrestling to watch next week? Magsy, where would you like to go next? Well, watching this back um, kind of reignited just how much WrestleMania means to me as a wrestling fan. Um, so I want to use WrestleMania as the link. Okay. Um, and I want to just fast forward one year, just go straight on to WrestleMania 31. Now, there's a couple of uh, really good matches on this WrestleMania card. Could easily go with The Undertaker and Bray Wyatt. Could go for Triple H and Sting. But I want to stick with this theme of, of looking at the, the main events and the world title matches. I want to go for Brock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 31. Is that Rollins cashing? That's the cashing by Rollins. Ah, oh, see. That is bloody good. Because that is a really, really, really good match. Even before that, everyone remembers the cash in, don't they? Everyone remembers all of that. If there's two people who are, are, I think are synonymous with cashing in at the perfect time, Seth Rollins is one mm-hmm. and Edge is the other. Yeah, yeah. Ed, especially when Edge was like the first one, wasn't he? When he, Cena he, was left in the ring. All at, he was a shit house <laughs> at cashing in. But, oh, yeah. So that's what I want to go to. I'll tell you what, that is an absolutely brilliant match with an amazing moment at the end as well. And, oh, I love it. I love it. And I'm a massive Lesnar fan as well. So, oh, what's Dan Griffin saying there in the chat? Mania. That's a shout. I mean, Mania, main events all the way to Mania itself. I mean, to be fair, with it being January, we should be doing Royal Rumbles all the way to the Royal Rumble. But it, mm. that's a shout. Maybe that could be a, a, Wrestle, a WrestleMania, Raw to WrestleMania thing that we, we yeah. do. Providing we can link to it easy enough. There was always some oh, convoluted the, way. The link it? is WrestleMania. It's clear. It's there for the oh, taking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. Fair enough. Okay. It's funny though, Max. It's funny that you should mention War Rumbles, you know, because I'm thinking it's January. It's War Rumble season. We looked at a War Rumble on the show, what maybe six weeks ago was it? Something like that? I haven't got the I haven't got the, the show list up in front of me, but yeah, we looked at a Rumble not long ago, the, the Rumble that the Rock won in in two thousand. That was, I believe, your selection. I'm thinking I'm going to do something similar. I mean, we've got Batista, and Randy Orton in this match here, and Triple H involved as well, all former Raw Rumble winners. So I'm going to use that as the link. Batista is the Raw Rumble winner uh, going into WrestleMania. 30 that we've just looked at so i'm going to well, use that as the link a- uh i'm going to use that as a link to go to war rumbles and yeah. in my head i'm thinking i've enjoyed watching some good wrestling this week after the awfulness of the christmas episode we did the previous week i've enjoyed watching something that i can actually enjoy so i'd like to look at something again that i can enjoy 
So that narrows it down to a handful of rumbles for me as being the best rumbles of all time. The most obvious one for me. I don't recall a Barry Windham Royal <laughs> Rumble win. Is that no, a I've thing? <laughs> I've filmed it on my phone with wrestling figures downstairs and Windham wins. <laughs> Windham draws number um, one. <laughs> I, I believe that you've done that as well. I 100% believe that you've probably done that. Barry Windham wins draws number one, comes down to the ring, and he wins last, eliminating um, the Spider-Man action figure because I ran out of wrestlers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going to watch that video I made. <laughs> the obvious one to me is is Raw Rumble 1992 because of Ric Flair. And, well, yeah, Dan Griffin in the chat there said 92 Rumble nomination incoming. Yeah, very very possible, Dan. I thought about that. I thought, what really, he's going is- for the 1990 Rumble where Hogan <laughs> wrecked the wrestling world. <laughs> nah, see, 92 is, is probably my favourite because of Flair's performance. But I've seen it so many times. Uh, so I'm going to go with what effectively is my second favourite Rumble, and that is the Raw Rumble of 2001. In that rumble, you have Austin, The Rock. So many, everyone who is everyone is in this rumble. There's a big coming out party for Kane in this rumble. He eliminates loads of people. Um, But yeah, 92 is, to me, 92 is my favorite rumble of all time, but I've seen it so many times. Let's do something slightly different. I would like to go and have a look at what I suppose is peak Attitude Era, even though it's coming to the end of that period. The Raw Rumble 2001 from, uh, I believe, was it in Houston that year? Um, it no, was WrestleMania was in Houston. It was New Orleans. So that's another link. Oh, that's another link there. It's meant to there be. We go. There we go. <laughs> so those are your options for next week's show. We have the main event of WrestleMania 31 for the WWE Championship, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, with a sneaky little briefcase cashed in by old Seth Rollins himself. A fantastic mm-hmm. match with a fantastic moment at the end. So most people forget how good that match is mm-hmm. before the Rollins cash-in. It is brilliant. Or we have the 2001 War Rumble, with it being War Rumble season. Some fantastic moments. One, one of my favourites. Carl, I can't even Absolutely laugh. It's a, great, it's a brilliant rumble. It is. It really is. And, and the winner, obviously, my boy. Yeah, exactly. So You've got so many big names in it. So many historic moments there's comedy there's everything it's a fantastic fantastic Royal Rumble so those are your options the main event from Wrestlemania 31 Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar or the Royal Rumble from 2001 you can find the poll as always on the show's Twitter and Wednesday Thursday time when the audio stroke podcast version comes out vote in the poll retweet it and so on that is always hugely appreciated and yeah, so that's that's kind of it for this week. Then, Maxi, do you uh, do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find you? Yes, certainly. Uh, you can find me down here on the social medias at Podfather Mags. Uh, in terms of content, I'm all over the shop as well. You know, changing attitude, Badlands. Um, radio techers. Um, there's no volley, uh, no volley live this week because uh, Mr. Willis is out sunning himself in in uh, in Florida. Uh, so I've pre-recorded um, an episode an episode of that, which will be dropping tomorrow. Uh, but if you are like me and a huge uh, 
New Japan uh, fan, don't forget Wrestle Kingdom uh, starts tomorrow, uh, a, a two-day event, and I'll be on the the Mister Warren Hayes show to uh, to give my analysis and thoughts and opinions on that poor show. Um, so yeah, come and check me out on that. Um, but yeah, other than that, look after each other, be nice to each other. It's 2022. Stop being dicks. Uh, and yeah, just the world will be a better place. Exactly. Exactly. You can find me at SJP Words on Twitter. Uh, and there's links there being shared all the time to the shows that I'm doing, whether it's the waiting room that was season two will be with you in February. Uh, the Doctor Who pod season one will be with you very, very soon. Um, SJP is a bit about the back scenes. I've seen the recordings in the, the Streamyards uh, studio. Well, I am excited for that. There you go. Um, do they stay there after I leave? The recordings, yeah. Yeah. You, it, it stores like uh, a set amount of gigs of data. Oh, I haven't okay. watched. I haven't watched the recordings. I just saw that they popped up and I thought, "Ooh, it's exciting!" Uh, okay. So, you I just, I just download them, edit the audio, and that's that. I don't know where it, I don't know what happens after that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you can find me at SJP Words on Twitter, but most importantly, you can find the show at Chain underscore Wrestling on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, that TikTok figure me, and pretty much bloody everywhere. We're amazing and we're all over the place. So come and give us a follow, interact with us, let us know where you want to go with the polls, let us know what you want to be doing and discussing on our non-wrestling topics. Um, yeah, so that's that. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm off now to practice my Welsh accent to make sure it doesn't slip into another accent that people may not be too fond of. Magsy, Happy New Year, my friend, and I will speak to you next week. Happy New Year, one and all. Bye-bye. <laughs>